0: The James Suckling Podcast, Episode One Searching for Real Aussie Wine in Margaret River.
1: Hi, it's James Suckling. I'm here in Margaret River with Senior Editor Nick Stock and my son Jack Suckling. We're tasting, but we wanted to take a quick break and do our first podcast talking about Margaret River our tasting in Australia, our tour, and searching for real Aussie wines. So we've already tasted quite a few wines, uh, maybe 100 or so in Margaret River. So what are you guys thinking like? What are you thinking about the trip? What are you looking for in real Aussie wines? You know, everyone wants to know, or are hash mark real Aussie wines, tasting 2,800 wines. What are you looking for in, in Australian wines in the tasting this year, Nick?
0: Well, it's, I mean, starting here in Margaret River, it's the, it's the stronghold of Cabernet, you know, in Australia. So I think here we're going we're to really set the, set the benchmark for, for Australian Cabernet while we're in, in Margaret River. And um, Chardonnay is also the other thing over here that is, you know, that's going to really give us... Um, you know, it's going to give us a, a good indication of, of where the high watermark is for Chardonnay. And it's very competitive. Once we head east from here into Victoria... It's kind of like uh, it's enemy territory, you know. There's a, there's a real rivalry between sort of Margaret River and um, you know Victoria and Tasmania. It's a healthy rivalry, but it's a strong one. So it's going to be uh, you know setting the benchmark. Derek?
2: Yeah, I think um, I was actually quite impressed also by some of the um, shiraz that I had on this sorry from Margaret. River, but also from Great Southern, we um, already had some really excellent Shiraz. So I was always expecting the Cabernet to be really good in the Chardonnay, but yeah. it was great to see some really well-made sh- um, Shiraz as well.
1: I don't know if you guys agree, but what I like about the wines in general from down here is their purity of fruit, ripeness of tannins, but they're not at all jammy. They have this beautiful ripe fruit character, but at the same time, Really, they're fresh and they show this brightness and acidity and clarity and fruit. And again, the Shiraz people talk about Cabernet so much down here, but Shirazes are beautiful. And there's some that are really Northern Rhone-like.
0: Yeah, I mean Franklin River, and um, you know, once you head you know into into other parts of of Western Australia, that sort of great Southern region. Yes. There's some amazing Shiraz country there, and you know, uh, South Australia is such a big. Um, you know, big presence in Australian wine and a big presence in terms of you know Shiraz. So the wines here do you know do do kind of um, you know get missed sometimes in the messaging. I guess that's you know that's why we're here. That's 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 what this tour is all about. You know, we're we we're, we're coming here so that we make sure we find these wines and um and uh, you know get the message um, out there. And
1: consumers can pretty much, as I remember, with vintages they can buy across the board. There really hasn't been a difficult vintage since '14.
0: Uh, they've had, um, you know, this, the, 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 the vintages here, because of the influence of the ocean, you know, it is, it is so strong, um, you know, on, on so many of the, the, the wine growing areas, you know, the, the, the vintage variation doesn't swing super, super hard, you know, there's, there's very um, there's, there's enviable consistency in, in this part of Australia, you know, compared to um, over east so yeah but then that, that thing you said that freshness is something that you, you're right it really the wines here have this intensity of flavour they have great concentration there's, there's mature vines here now you know it's, it's not a new thing at all um, and uh, a new generation of winemakers in the, in, in the mix who are I think you know sort of really digging into you know what is the pure essence of, of, um, you know, of, of, of terroir in this, in this part of Australia
1: and what for, for me as a, a born and raised californian southern california it's exciting to be here i mean amazing surf really great food beautiful air scenery it's like going back to california in the 60s and it's just so amazing such an amazing place and then you have these really fun and delicious and beautiful wines
2: yeah. Yeah, we, we had a nice um kayak this morning down the margaret River, which was a pretty amazing experience. That's certainly one to tick off the bucket list. But there's a real synergy, I think, between the beautiful wines and the amazing terroir and scenery. Yeah, there is, and I think the you know the the, pe- the people that come
0: here are here, you know, they're here for the place, you know, and, and, and the fact that you know you know wine is wine is all about a sense of place, and so I think you know that the the character of, of, of the wines down here is very distinctive, and people are very, I think you know people have respect for for that for that sort of you know for wanting to express that sense of place in the way they make the wines down here because they're sort of so affected by their surroundings. I mean, you know, going past um, that wall cliff. Uh, area you know there's, there's it's a it's an old um, aboriginal burial ground uh it says you know culturally you think there's you know potentially 60,000 years of 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 human kind of history you know as you as you're canoeing down Margaret River at seven o'clock in the morning in the mist you know
2: that's there's it's, it's the place has a real feeling and we were saying that the that the soils here I mean they're some of the oldest on the planet earth Oh, no.
0: Yeah, very very old soils. Um, a lot of laterite. Um, you know, a huge amount of iron in the soil yeah. here, and um, you know they that, that they're very interesting interesting soils for um, you know for winemakers to to um, to play with. You know, and the, and the, the wines definitely you know they, they they definitely have a a strong um, you know relationship with the with the dirt here. The sandier soils, the gravelly soils. You know these these very very old oldest soils on the planet. You know. I think it's cool, too, how the wines, uh, even if some of the
1: bigger, more structured Cabernets, that they're so approachable when they're young, too. Like you taste them and you want to drink them now, but you know that they'll age well. Have you found that even in how do they age? That's what I was thinking. They have such approachability now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've been lucky enough to do um, some incredible vertical tastings of, you know, producers like Cullen and Vas Felix and Kate Mantel, um, you know, the pioneering producers here in Margaret River. And uh, it's, um, it's, it's pretty wild when you realise that it's around, you know, 20 to 25 years after vintage that these wines are really hitting their straps. And then you sort of think about the wines today and how well they are made. I mean, the quality of viticulture here is in 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 2019 is incredible. It is it is you know it's it's absolutely at the forefront. And so you think about the wines being made today and how those wines are going to look in sort of 20 or more years. And you know they're they're incredible wines to have in your cellar. They really really are.
1: What do you think, Jack? I mean, you're in your early 20s tasting these wines. Does it excite you? I know you are like. You like a lot of the really cool wines from Europe and, and you know, the U.S. Like, what do you, how, how do you view this as, you know, someone that's newer to wine?
2: I think I really appreciate um, just the clarity of the wines um, from Western Australia. I think uh, they're just, you can see they're really well made. I mean, so far we haven't had any, um, at least I haven't had any really um, jammy wines at all. I mean, I guess the climate is difficult actually to make jammy wines, um, but uh, I think just the freshness, approachability, um, the drinkability, the, those firm tannins, really fresh, vibrant uh, fruit and herb characters. I think I think those are just um, really make them, you know, um, at the, the very least crowd pleasers. But obviously, and then also you can make some really serious wines as well. So it's it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. They the, the, the wines are they're instantly likable. You know yeah. the, um, and and the, the the fruit is so vibrant in the wines, um, and then the you know the structure is so is so kind of um, you know so well proportioned and so balanced. Um, yeah, they're just like they're they're very very easy easy wines to love when they're young, and then they're you know if you if you want to put these wines away, they're going to be great great wines to have. You know when. When, when, when you and I are no longer around, Jack will be sitting back drinking all the Margaret River Cabernets. <laughs> because they're going like, to last for a long
1: time. I hope that's not too soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you haven't already drunk all of it, that. <laughs> yeah, That's
1: very more like it. So uh, I know there's some debate here as well about um, sub-regions sub, uh, within all of Margaret River. It's a particular debate for winemakers here. Like for me, I still think that, you know, why should they do that when... The region of Margaret River isn't even that well known yet, globally. But I mean, Nick, what's your take on it being Australian covering the I, scene down here for a long time? I
0: mean, the differences are real and the differences are tangible. But I think I think it's you know it's 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 good to include that as a part of the language of the wines, and you know it 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 it, it, it you can taste it. But um, I wouldn't be rushing to you know make it legislation or to sort of lock it down. I think the freedom to you know the, the freedom to make wine in um, Australia is something that is a real asset, and you know that you can certainly make single site wines. You can make wines that reflect sub regionality, and they do taste different. But um, you know that's part of the language and part of the discussion. I just wouldn't be I wouldn't be rushing to um, you know to sort of to rule the boundaries and, and you know and, and, and cut it into law. You know I think there's I think there's a lot more to be explored. Um, you know before we start taking that step. But it is part of, you know, it, and, and that, that way people can dial in. They can just taste, they can, they can drink a Margaret River wine enjoy it. They can drink a Leabrup wine, love that. They can drink a wine from Wallcliffe or Bujadup, you know, down here in the south and they can appreciate the coolness of those wines. But, um, you know, that's, that's all there and it's all kind of talked about. And there is, um, there is actually a real rivalry here in Margaret River and it's a friendly, you know, it's, it's sort of that Australian kind of um, um, friendly kind of rivalry between, um, you know, the north and the south and um you know it does it does for some people probably cut a bit deeper than a friendly rivalry but um, but i think <laughs> i think in a i think in you know really it's 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 best sort of played at that level for the time being, and um you know still have the freedom to make wine you know what's your it's interesting so uh
1: we have so many wines, almost all the wines are screw caps, yeah, which is fun, i mean it's quick tasting because so you're not worrying about some um, Corvani or pulling uh, corks or, or whatever pretty quick. But probably a lot of people wonder, and it's a thing throughout New Zealand and Australia with screw caps, uh, the aging. So we know it's it ages, but I think it ages a little bit differently than corks. It's a little bit more reductive. The wines don't change that much for a long time. What do you think about all of that? Peg?
0: Yeah, look, my I mean, my experience, you know, I've had I've had screw cap wines, you know, as old as um, late seventies vintages, and um, you know, the wines definitely do age. They the, the 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 big difference is that winemakers, you know, winemakers make um, or finish wines to be sealed under screw cap, you know, in a particular way. So you sort of, you know, it's it's that's a, it's an important part of the winemaking process to think about. How you're bottling your wine and how, you, how you're how you closing that bottle. Uh, and Australian winemakers are, are, you know, I would say you know, leading um, you know, in, in a global sense in, in terms of understanding how to bottle under screw cap. The difference is they, they age consistently. They don't, as you said, they don't have that sort of, you know, post-bottling shock and then they come up for a while and they have a dip again and then they sort of eventually plateau out. You see less of that. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of Particularly wines like you know the, the cabernets from here. If if you buy a dozen, you put them in your cellar, um, and you know you, you probably don't want to really drink them for an, for a decade. You know when you start opening them, there's not going to be you know a great bottle, a lousy bottle, and some okay bottles. They're all going to be great bottles, and that's you know I think that's uh, that's the thing. You, you get the you get the wine the way the winemaker put it into the bottle, mm-hmm. and you get you know it, and, and and the closure doesn't kind of set that wine's journey the wine the wine goes on the same journey and i think that you know that that for, for people that collect wine is a real asset you know you, you, because you can you can crack the first bottle in the dozen you can say so i think this is starting to drink well in two two more years you can revisit and say wow it's in the zone and you've got 10 or 11 bottles out of your dozen that you can drink exactly when you want Whereas with cork, it's a moving target. You'll mm. open one that's great. You'll open one that looks a bit tired, one sure. that's super fresh, which is surprising and great. But, um, you know, I sort of uh, I, I, I think there's something to be said for consistency in, um, in the cellar, you know, and that's what it
2: delivers. But isn't there also something I've heard um, that some people, especially in Australia, they can actually experiment? I mean, that you can actually buy different uh, um, screw caps that have, like, different permeabilities. I remember when we were. Um, uh, when we were in Yara last year, there was there were a few people who were talking about it and about these different types that you can buy. You can sort of play around a bit with that, depending on the wine. And yeah,
0: I mean the um, the piece of the the, the 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 piece that actually does the job is this is this little piece inside the little that little mm. wine, so that and and you can actually um, you can see there's a different type of screw cap there. That's the You know, a a different, different looking screw cap, but inside the mechanism is the same. So you can actually, um, in terms of uh, your winemaking, decide that you want to have um, a greater ingress of air, or you can have a tighter seal, or you can have more permeability if you want. And so it's just another step in the in the winemaking process. Um, You know, so it's um, you know, it's it's a very scientific kind of end of winemaking. Um, Some people don't find it that romantic to snap the screw cap off. I find it terribly romantic to drink a great bottle of wine that's mature in great condition. You know, that's that for me is the ultimate. That's the ultimate goal.
1: I don't know. Hold on. You don't think this is romantic? Uh, you heard it. Yeah, it's gonna. It sounds crisp. It's different. It's not exactly champagne cork, but I don't know. I don't mind it anymore. I'm get, I, you know, I get. I'm used to it now. I like it either way. Mm. Um, but there's something reassuring, like you said. You just you do that, and you know. Nine and a half times out of ten, or almost always, it's going to be a perfect bottle. There's no, you know, cork taint worry there. So,
0: and it's not, you know, with cork, uh, you know, a great cork is a great cork, you know, like, you know, and the wine will be fantastic. It's just that it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the little, it's the wines that don't, Appear corked, but just aren't flat, quite. So. They're the flat mm. ones, and they're the ones that you know that I, I just I just worry that people drink these wines and think, wow, you know, James, Jack, Nick gave that score of ninety six points to that wine. I bought it and I drank it, and I just didn't really feel it was a great yeah. wine, you know. That's and that's that's they're, they're the ones where you just think, wow, um, you know. Mm. People aren't aren't getting the getting the right experience, but you know, I mean, corks are improving too. I mean, with you know, with with the rollout of different closures, um, you know, the the all of the closure game is kind of like is 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 improving. I think around the around the world and the, the the quality of bottling as well. You know, the actual you know the actual process of getting the wine you know out of out of cask or out of tank and into bottle. Um, the, the the way in which that process is now done across the world is just done at such a a higher level of quality than it's ever been done before, as well. You know, so it's um, I'm with you. so it's, it's you know, it's a lot of a lot of changes.
1: Alright guys. I think we better get back to tasting. We got a couple of hundred to taste today. So to but uh, no, good conversation, and always good to talk about screw caps and corks. That's a subject we always want to explore more and discuss. But in general, this has been a pretty awesome tasting so far. Look forward to checking out the whites, tasting some more awesome reds. And then moving on to Adelaide. So it's yeah. gonna be fun.
0: Let's enjoy Margaret River. All right,
1: mate. Thanks again. Thanks for being with us.